We're blessed to be here. God, to give us another day. We should be totally thankful, praising Him of every minute of it, for every minute of it. Um, before I get started, Randall, would you open us up in prayer, please? Is worthy when he was praising. I never feel worthy enough for everything the Lord has done for me. But going off of what Caleb said this morning, it reminded me, and y'all have heard me talk about this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me. Just like Caleb said this morning, seek the Lord. We have to seek him in everything that we do. When he said that, it just it just came to me. I was kind of blown away because I think I read that with y'all last Sunday. Um, but you know, last week, um, and y'all y'all have to forgive me. I feel like what the Lord gives me is something like I should be talking to the new converts or something. But He tells us, you know, to stay in remembrance of His word. Um, you know, I talked about faith last week, and you know this this kind of goes along. It's a, I think it's a product of our faith. If we have the faith that we're supposed to have, um, you know, have you ever have you ever found yourself? I know I have. You pray for something, Lord. I need this, Lord. You know, I need you to intervene. It may be. You know, you're praying for something and you just don't think it's happening fast enough. You know, I've come to the Lord and said, Lord, I need this now. And you know, if, if we'll be honest, probably most of us at some point in our Christian life have, you know, Lord, I need this right now. I need this to happen. It may be, you know, something spiritual. You may just need a spiritual touch. I know... Me and Butch has talked about it, you know, you go, you might go two, three weeks at a time and really don't feel like you feel that spiritual touch from the Lord. Um, it may be that you're praying for something physical. You may have a, an ailment. You may have a loved one that's sick. Um, just like when we was praying for Waynette, you know. We wanted the Lord to, to, to fix this, to, to fix this issue, Lord. Um, 
We may be praying for guidance, um, a decision at work, uh, buy a new vehicle like Caleb, you know, sent out the other day, the gentleman's wanting to buy a vehicle. Um, you know, all these things we need to seek the Lord in. And we're wanting and wanting, but what is that product of faith? What, what is a product of faith that we should have as Christian people? Patience. We have to have patience with the Lord because he has patience with us. I mean, look at, look at how long he's put up with this old corrupt world. And, and you know, you think back. Look how long, even as since we've been born again, how much he's he's put up with it. He knows we're human, so he puts up. He he is a patient God with us. He knows we're going to fail each and every day, but he's just to forgive us as long as we come and ask him. So patience is a product of that faith that I was talking about last week. Um. And with patience, you know, we have to realize that God's timing is perfect. It's, it's not a second too late. It's not a day late. It, it's, it's perfect perfection. We could never do what needs to be done in the perfect timing, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and I've mentioned this um, with me and Jamie, but God will use a situation to test our patience, to build our faith. You know what I'm saying? He will. He will allow, just like poor Job, he will allow something to happen. You know, but different scenario with Job. He knew Job wasn't going to fail. He knew from the beginning. But he'll allow something to come into our lives to test us. Um, I believe it was the brother we went and seen at Maple Springs right over here that said, I believe it was him, Lord forgive me if I'm wrong, but he said this that night and it, it really stuck to me. A testimony starts with what? A test. I'd never really thought about it till he said it. And I believe he's the one that said that. But we have to go through that test to have a testimony, right? The Lord has let us prevail through something with his help. He has, he has guided us. He has allowed us to overcome. But talking about the Lord's time, God's time is perfect. It's perfection. There's a few things I want to read to y'all, and y'all have to forgive me. I'm not the best reader, but with God's grace, I'll make it through, um, and I know I'll flip these glasses up and down 1,400 times. You just have to forgive me. If it's up here, I can't see you, and if they're not on, I can't see here. So, um, but I want to read, the first thing I want to read, and we all know the story of how God comforted Mary and Martha when Lazarus passed, right? So in John 11, verse 17, it starts. 
Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was not unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, your brother shall rise again. If we stop right there, you know, like I said, I know we know the story, but if you, if you stop right there as a new person, you instantly think exactly what she says in the next verse. Well, Lord, I know we're going to rise again in the resurrection. We know this. You promised us this. But it's, again, it's all about God's time. Um, we don't know what our time we can do good works and try to extend our days. You know, he has a number for each and every one of us. Um, I don't know what mine is. You don't know what yours is. Um, we don't know any of that. It's all in his good, perfect timing and his will. But while we're here, we have to work towards doing what we can as Christians. But that we'll get into that in just a little bit. So Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Praise God. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. And when she had said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus not yet come to the town, but was in the place where Martha met him, the Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary that she rose up hastily and went out followed her saying she goeth unto the grave to weep. Then Mary excuse me then Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him and fell at his feet saying unto him Lord if thou hast been here my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where did you lay him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Side note right here. Just something that's always stuck out with me since I was a kid. How many of you honestly with a raise of hands knew that was the shortest verse in the Bible? Right there. The shortest verse. Right there. 
Jesus wept. Two words. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, groaning in himself, in himself cometh to the grave, which was a cave, and a stone laid upon it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him which was dead, said unto the Lord, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been there four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hast hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I say it, that they mayest believe that thou hast seen me. Perfect timing, right? So a bunch of people came with Martha and Mary. So what's he do? He asked God, you know, he asked the Father to allow him to do this in front of everybody so that they will see and believe. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loosen him and let him go. Perfect timing. A plan from beginning to end. Um, talking about timing. Yesterday at work, we have a customer, and with every, I've I've never got to deal with this gentleman, never had until yesterday. And when my service advisor calls me, he says, "Hey, this gentleman's coming. You're going to ride with him in his vehicle." Just from hearing what everyone else had said about this man and the way he acted, I'm instantly like, oh, Lord, you're going to have to help me. I cannot deal with this today. Um, so I was dreading. I, I really was. I was dreading. And uh, they called and said, okay, he's here. Well, I go up front, and as soon as I walk into the service drive, you look at this man, and I mean, to look at him, I was just expecting him just to chew my head clean off my shoulders. So I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself, talking to the Lord, asking for help. When we get, I get there, I shake the man's hand. He mouths off a little bit. Um, you know, nothing. He was an upset customer. You know, he wasn't cursing or anything like that. And uh, I said, well, let's go, let's go for a ride in your truck and let's see what's wrong with it. So we start down university and we turn there on uh, Peter's Creek and uh, he says something about it was a waste of his time to have to drive all the way from Pilot Mountain, this gentleman's from Pilot, to Winston on a Saturday. 
And I just looked at him. I said, well, the Lord has blessed us with a beautiful day. Sun was shining. It was nice. And uh, we get down to the next stoplight, and he just turns and looks at me. He says, you mentioned the Lord. He said, are you a believer? I said, yes, sir. I said, Jesus crucified and resurrected. I said, that's all I know. I said, anything else is through him. And just instantly, that man's whole attitude changed. He said, well, I didn't know anybody that worked at Modern knew anything about God. I said, well, sir, I said, I don't know a lot. I said, but he's really all I know. I said, I wasted a lot of my life trying to live for me. I said, but since I've come back to him, my life has been wonderful. And we went for this ride and never could get, it, get his truck to duplicate his problem. And uh, we come back to the, to the shop and he said, well, I've never known a broke vehicle to fix itself. And I said, well, I said, you never know what will happen when God's involved. I said, you may never have that issue again the rest of the time you own this vehicle. He said, well, he said, I guess you might be right. He said, uh, he said, I think I'll just deal with you from now on when I come down here. I said, I'll be glad to talk to you anytime you come in here, sir. I said, it's not a problem. So, again, God's perfect timing. It was something I was dreading just from hearing what everybody else that had dealt with this gentleman had said. That he was just an angry, angry human being. But God's perfect timing opened that door for me to speak to that gentleman. And we got back, and I, I got out of his truck, and he went on home. And I felt so amazed that, or not really amazed, but good that the Lord let me talk to somebody. That's the first person at work I really, really got to talk to the Lord about. And it, it come out of a situation that I was totally dreading. So there again, the Lord's time, and we have to be prepared. Yes, sir. It really was something, and I thank God that it that He allowed me to be a part of it. Um, another place I want to read to y'all is John eleven. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We've already read John. We're going to Romans. I'm sorry. We're going to Romans 8, 24 and 25. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for it? Right? Y'all get what he's saying there? If I'm sitting here looking at each one of y'all, well, I don't have to hope that I get to see you today. You're here. I'm seeing you. The Lord's already blessed me with that. 
But if we hope for that not seen, that we not uh, see not, then do we have patience? Wait for it. All right. Like Butcher said, I don't know how many of y'all have this Bible, but I love this Bible. Down in the bottom, it's talking about these two verses. It says, most young children naturally trust their parents, even though parents sometimes fail to keep their promises. Well, has that ever happened to y'all? Have you ever made a promise to somebody and even, you know, of course not willingly, something will happen. You know, I may tell you, Terry, I'll be at your house at 3 o'clock today to help you. And then something happens. Some situation comes up and I can't make it. Well, it's not that I purposely broke my promise of being there with you. But, you know, life happens, situations come up. Our Heavenly Father, however, never makes promises He won't keep. He has given us hope, but His plan will unfold according to His timeline. It's just it's amazing that to me that when you think about this you think about let's just say again you're praying about that new car or you're praying about that new job until we may think today's the perfect time for this to happen but the Lord knows what's going to happen he knows the situation that we're about to get ourselves in. So he may delay because he knows a better tomorrow is around the corner. He knows that what we really need is right over here instead of right over here. So again, patience for the leadership of the Lord is something we need to seek. And patience again is a product of our faith, right? And thus certain things may take longer than we expect. What are we waiting for? New bodies? Well, yeah, we're all going to get a new body one day, right? A new heaven, a new earth, rest and rewards, our eternal family and home. That'll be the day. <laughs> the absence of sin and suffering and being face to face with Jesus. Praise his name. Rather than acting like impatient children as we wait for God's promise to be fulfilled, we should place our confidence in God's current promise to bring good out of bad situations. Y'all have said many times, poor old Waynette had to bear the weight of what happened to her, but look at the people y'all got to talk to and got touched by not her being sick, but y'all being down there and them seeing the Lord in y'all's life. The good that he made out of that situation, we don't know how far it'll stretch. You planted seeds just, just like in the spring when the wind blows and it, it blows the little seeds of the flowers. 
We don't know where they're going to land. You don't know where you're, the seed that you planted just by witnessing to somebody or talking to somebody about your Lord, just like that gentleman yesterday. We don't know how far that seed will go, but he takes a bad situation and gets good outcome. To give us divine wisdom for daily living and to encourage us with peace of heart and mind. The patience that we have to have for God's timing is, is hard. It's hard for us. Um, because like I said, we're, we're, we're just old fleshly, fleshly humans. We want things right now. We don't understand, you know, me and Jamie's been going through this mess now for a year and a half. I am so ready for this to be done. You know, me and her talked about it the other day, called people. We're like, we're just ready to be out of this. We're, we're finished. We're, we're done. We're, we want it over. Well, there again, my patience, you know. When God's ready for it to be done, it'll be done. I just got to keep telling myself that. And whatever he wants to happen is going to happen. I cannot change God's divine will for my life. Last place I want to read to y'all. Uh, James chapter 5. In verse 7. It says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until we receive the early and the latter rain, be also patient. Establish thy heart, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. So, down again, down in the bottom of this, my Bible here, talking about seven and eight farmers or husbandmen must wait patiently for their crops to grow. They can't hurry the process. Okay, you can't hurry the process. You can't, you can't hurry God's timing. You can't rush God. But just like it says right here in this next little part right here, but they do not take the summer off and just hope that all goes well. It's kind of what I was saying a while ago. You don't, while you're waiting on the Lord to, to guide you or lead you or give you direction into something, he don't expect us just to, just to kick back in the seat over here and just, just watch the world spin by. You know, he expects us to keep working, to keep striving, to keep growing, to keep planting those seeds, to keep letting our light shine so that people see him through us 
because you plant that one seed, like I said, you don't know where it's going to go. But while we're waiting, we don't just sit back and say, okay, Lord, it's yours. I'm just going to kind of chill out right here and hope you take care of it. Okay, if we come with a humble heart and we're true at heart when we come to God, we know he's going to take care of it. We know this. He tells us this. We have to believe it, and then we just have to keep working the, the, whatever task you may be at. But the perfect result will come in God's perfect time. You just have to, again, have that patience. There is much work to be done to ensure a good harvest. In the same way, we must wait patiently for Christ's return. We cannot make him come back any sooner. Lord, if we could, right? We'd be out of this old corrupt place. But while we wait, there is much work that we can do to advance his kingdom. Both the farmer and the Christian must live by faith, looking forward or looking toward the future rewards of their labor. Don't live as if Christ will never come. Work faithfully to build his kingdom. The king will come when the time is right. Again, perfect timing. Nothing we can do to change it. Nothing we can do to speed it up. But we can continue to work for him, which is what he tells us to do, until he does see fit to come back and get us. Patience is probably the biggest thing I deal with. I don't have it. <laughs> I work on it. But my patience is about as long as my hair. <laughs> and y'all can see that's, that's not there. But that's one thing I would ask y'all as my Christian family, that y'all would pray for me for patience. Because it's hard. Especially, well, Robbie, you know you're out in the public all the time. You're dealing with people. Marty, you're dealing with a bunch of employees. When you're dealing with a bunch of people, patience is really, really hard to come by sometimes. Um, it's, it's a constant battle for me. Um, I don't know about anybody else. If y'all have good patience, praise the Lord for it because somebody else got my portion. But no, the, like I said, patience is a product of our faith. Um, just like Martin told us the other day in the prayer room, he was working on that tire. I don't know how many of y'all heard it. He'd worked and worked and worked and worked on this thing. Never could get it to pump up, never could get it to pump up. He said, finally he stopped and thought, well, I hadn't prayed over this tire. He said he prayed over it, and next time he put the air to it, bang, just pumped up. So continue to strive, to seek, to work on yourself through God. If we truly seek God, Truly, truly seek God. Like I said last Sunday, don't come up here and say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. And then as you get about to that first pew, you look back. 
Don't, don't, don't think I'm going to keep just this little bit right here in my pocket. I've done it. Trust me, it don't work. I've tried it. Because, again, my patience wasn't strong enough to sit back and say, okay, Lord, it's 100% it's yours. Because Todd always thought, I can, I can go ahead and take care of this. I can do something to fix it. We've got to have patience with the Lord's timing because there's nothing we can do to change it. Pray, have faith in the Lord, continue to work till he answers your situation and everything will work out perfect. That's all I have, y'all. Has anybody got anything else? Right. Again, that's that little test of faith and patience. Yes, sir, Rob. That's right. Yep. Me too. Anybody else got anything? Praise the Lord, because that was not what I was studying all week. Last night, I sat down, what, 8 o'clock to finish. And it went a totally different direction. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was really nervous this morning. <laughs> All right, Josh, would you dismiss us, please?